God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 833. We the descendants of Abraham. Yeah, you should be made free. John 836. To whom the sun set free. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mountain Podcast. It's me, it's Donovan. That's right, you guessed it. I wasn't here last week because Samuel had a special guest on the show, Pastor Mike Hatch. If you haven't already, go back and listen to that podcast. It's all about church unity because we are in the topic of church culture for this month. Uh, Before we get to that, I want to introduce my co-host of the show. He is beautiful. Uh, He is handsome. Uh Uh-huh. And that's uh, all you and got. He, and he's really smart. Yeah, there you go. That's nice. Yeah, it's Sam Ugalay, everyone. Hey, buddy. Sam, what do you have to say to the people today? I just want everyone to have a really great fall season. Fall's mm. in the air. It is in the air. It's Halloween today. Today it's Halloween while we're yep. recording this. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Uh, we're excited. We're going to have our kids trick or treat with each other. Oh, it's going to be like 30 degrees out mm-hmm. in Vegas tonight. Uh-huh. I forgot that I left my sweater here last night, my yep. hoodie. So I have that plus my bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. It should be good to go. Oh, yeah. You're going to look so cool, dude. It might be hot. Nah. Okay. It's going to be 30 degrees. That is true. Well, it's getting cold here in Vegas, but yeah. it's warm in our hearts right oh, now. Come on, the fire oh, hot won't stop. Some kind of copyright issue or something. Nah, we're good. It's less than 20 seconds. Um, (laughs) But we've been talking about church culture here on the Mountain Podcast. Um, We had a really good, thoughtful discussion last time. Uh, It was just, like I said, it was just Pastor Mike and Samuel. We didn't have an extra microphone uh, for me to be in the last uh, episode, which is fine. But guess what, folks? We got a new microphone. We've got three on, so I'll be on no matter what. <laughs> yeah, man. This is good or bad news, depending on how you feel about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we've been talking church culture. Uh, we talked about church unity. We talked about a bunch of different things. But this week, uh, I have, uh, it's been on, it's been on my mind, man. I got to tell you, uh, for a while, but it's how the church and I mean church as in the popular church, the big C, how much they put a um, emphasis, the church of emphasis, how much of emphasis they put on trying to be culturally relevant in pop culture. Yeah. Um, this is something that I've always really struggled with. Now, when I was younger mm-hmm. and you would see an actor or an athlete Hey, yo, man, praise be to God for all the glory and all the things. Give me the gifts. Oh, dude, they're a Christian. Yes. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. But the older and older I got, the more and more. And this is something to say about me, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the older and older that I get, the more annoyed that I get, not just in general about everything, but <laughs> but when I see the Christian community. Uh-huh latch on to something or someone 
when they just slightly give shout out to God and they're like, oh, they're a Christian. They are a Christian. They are walking. They're walking with the breastplate of righteousness on and the full armor of God, I tell you. And then the next week, it's like, he murdered his whole family. And I'm like, like, hmm, so why did we hop on that real quick? Well, yeah, they there. I think there's the idea that it's exciting to have like a champion, right? Like he's one of us or she's one of us, and they're great. Yeah, but that has always bothered me because it's like, what? Yeah, they're one of us, I guess, quote unquote. But like, is that like is that important? Is that really important to have someone in pop culture or in current pop culture be on Team Jesus? And if they are, like, why are we like, yeah, right out of the gate instead of being like, that's awesome. Hey, let's uh, let's pump the brakes on this just a little bit. So what do you think we should do? So like somebody comes out as a Christian. Yeah. Or, or, or we hear about them being a Christian. Yeah. What should a Christian do to respond if that person's famous at all? I think that a Christian should, first of all, love who they are, love where they're at in their journey. No matter where they're at, love where they're at in their journey. But I wouldn't put them in the forefront to represent Christianity right out of the gate. This guy is, oh man, he did this or she did this. Yep, that's what us Christians like. We're super popular now. Look at that. We have, we're we're uh, relevant in the world today. And I, I always get charged when I see it because I'm like, man, like, if you're a if you're a brand new Christian, you're a brand new Christian, and you're walking in the faith, and you're like, I've been through a lot. I've done this, 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 and this, but I know that the blood of Jesus can totally wash away all my sins and leave me white as snow. And I believe for true transformation to happen in me, it's not going to happen over t- over overnight, but through time, prayer and asking questions and meeting with people and connecting, I'll get to my truest potential where God has me. You're not going to put that person right at the front pulpit to represent and speak for every single Christian up there. Are you? Uh, well, no, I mean, there's times where you have somebody share about a transformative thing in their life. But I think what you're maybe frustrated by is that, is that, the the body of Christ, Christianity as a whole, as like a massive opinion, seems to get really excited about a famous person that becomes a Christian. Yes, I, and I think that you know, if we're asking why, why do why do people respond in that way? I think there's a degree of it that's personal. It almost feels validating to their journey. It feels validating to their beliefs that somebody that was famous, powerful, and influential believes what they believe. So what if the like the why behind it is that like people are just really excited to have their beliefs validated? Yeah, maybe. Would that be bad? I guess not. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm just a, such a curmudgeon when I see things like this. You think you're a curmudgeon, huh? I'm a little bit of a grouch sometimes when I see this. Uh, John Gruden? Hey, a little John Gruden for you there, huh? <laughs> I tell you what. Well, in the most recent... A uh, guy in media that has become a Christian that's famous is Kanye West. Right. And we've actually, I decided that, you know, we have a, a young man on staff, Andrew Gonzalez, and we decided to bring him on the podcast for a little bit because yeah. he's really been a fan of, of Kanye. Yeah. And so let's do that. Let's, go, let's do that.
So, Andrew, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. We love Andrew. Andrew is on staff here with us at the Mountain Church. He handles our media, uh, our graphics, our look. He's really a um, he's our curator. Yeah, man. He's our transformational curator here at the Mountain Church. But the reason he's here right now is because we were talking Kanye. And I was Andrew's youth pastor. Yep. yep. And the first time I ever remember us talking about him and I, Kanye West was in the youth office and he tells me when he's still in youth, Kanye West is a genius. And yep. I was like, what? <laughs> what, what, year, what year was this? This is probably three like, or four years ago, right? It's probably 2015. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, somewhere. I, right I would have, I would have agreed with him back then. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, blown away, right? And I mean, a lot of other people had thought this and stuff, and I was like, man, why is everyone think he's a genius and stuff? And I liked Kanye's stuff, I guess, or whatever, and I listened to it. But Andrew had a really high opinion of him, really like respected his art, and so I appreciated that. And now Kanye has accepted Jesus. I mean, this is Jimmy which Kimmel. Is, this is like, which everyone. is awesome. This is not like a, some weird article on a Christian website that said, right. "Oh, this guy secretly confesses Jesus as Lord." <laughs> yeah. No, like, no, 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 no. Like Kanye just told everyone he works for Jesus on Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking about this desire to be relevant and how Christians it feels like really enjoy and love the idea of being relevant to society. And so I wanted to bring Andrew in because Andrew has a certain perspective of Kanye as being a fan of his creative genius and really respecting it a lot and being somebody who's creative in his own right. And how have you taken Kanye's shift and acceptance of Jesus and now real big uh, creative shift? Yeah, I mean, like, well, when I was when I was a kid back in 2015, I mean, I'm still a kid, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, You're a young man. Yeah. yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. I'm 20 now. Yeah. So, but back then I was 16 and my brother always listened to Kanye West. And so when I listened, so when he listened to him, I always listened to him growing up. Like that was the dude that I listened to. Uh, and I always just thought he was great. And then at that time he was st- like still venturing into like fashion and like it didn't, ha- it, like, it didn't pop off. But like eventually it did, you know, but at that time I was just like, really, I was just really like, I loved everything he did like creatively or even like fashion wise. Cause he had to come out with a couple different pieces fashion wise. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. And I always heard growing up, especially being like in the culture of ICLV, I heard from certain people like, oh yeah, we know their family and we're praying for them. And like his family is Christian, like all that stuff. And I always just thought I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I never really, like, understood if that was, like, a real thing for him or because obviously we don't know him. Uh, But now looking at it, uh, like, being in this time that he has accepted Christ, uh, yeah, I think it's awesome, obviously. Uh, Anyone that accepts Christ is awesome. Like, you know, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I want to preface, I think what is happening with him, I know we've talked about me being a curmudgeon, and I've told this to you before. Yeah, yeah, we've had conversations. I I love that he's, like, like selling out for Jesus. I really do love that. I think it's a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think think any journey, like, in the beginning of it is kind of up and down, you know what I mean? You, You don't know whether or not they're fully in it until... Maybe even like years, you know what I mean, or months. It just depends on the person. Uh, but I mean, 
yeah, I think what what's happening is awesome. Well, there's this interesting dynamic where we have people that get saved and whether it be a famous person like Kanye or somebody in the church that has like a magnetic personality and this really cool story. Um, a lot of times we will put a microphone in front of them. We'll put them on stage because it's an attractive thing. It's like Kanye got saved. Kanye's at our church. Kanye, tell us about your, your story. And then when somebody has a lot of talent and a lot of a, a really powerful voice, then all of a sudden, somebody who's a new believer, somebody who just started following Jesus, has this really big impact and really big influence. Is this a healthy uh, thing to happen? Somebody like Kanye, who just got saved, to now he is absolutely, almost without a doubt, going to have a heavy impact on the culture within church. I'll say this. I'll say whether... Okay, in the Bible, there's a scripture in the Bible, and I think, I don't know who says it in the Bible, but in the scripture in the Bible, he says, whether it's, like, it, it's not important, basically, whether or not they're following Jesus or not. Like, if it's, if Jesus is being spoken about, like, just be happy. Oh, and re- talking about yeah. as long as he's being preached, it doesn't matter their motivation. Exactly. Right. And so, like, that's the way I view this whole entire thing. I don't know, like, whether or not this is truly like Jesus or not, but all I know is one thing. And one thing is everything that I've followed and listened to up to this point has been about Jesus only. And Kanye West has spoken and fully said, like, no, everything that I'm doing is for Jesus. Like literally came out the entire album, like just doing that alone. You know what I mean? Doing that alone. Like in the Bible, uh, who said it? Peter, you said? Paul. Paul, yeah. Paul, yeah. yeah. So that's like the verse that I kind of just land on when it comes to this point. To how to embrace somebody, whether you don't know their motivations or not. Right. Because I think there would be some cynical Christians, like some would be like, yeah, Kanye, he's our, he's our hero, he's our champion. But I think there would be another contingency of Christians oh. that would be like, I'll give it six months. Without right. a doubt. And he actually even says that. He has said that before in the album. He actually says that, like, I'll get hated on by Christians as well, or yeah, something yeah. along there's those lines. There's a the, mm-hmm. the con- there's a context there that says yeah. that, and he he might be right. And I'm sure that there are Christians who are like, give it a year. I I'll be honest with you. I used to be one of those guys like two years ago. Yeah, but I've since changed my stance on this because like, you know, if God could be for them, then who can be against them? And why why should we? be against them. Right. If they're they're receiving Jesus and they're experiencing a love of Jesus, um, we should be embracing that no matter where they're at in their journey. And when I see people give their life to the Lord, I'm not going to be like, you know, right out of the gate, I'm not going to be like, yeah, uh, give it two months. Give it two months. No, I'm like, I'm excited for them. I'm happy for them. And I want to be there every step of the way or most every step of the way for yeah. them. And I want to be available the to them. If any, yeah, yeah. The best steps. I guess so. <laughs> I do. I, I want to be available to them if they need course, me in their yeah. time of needs. So when I see that and that, that told, that really like changed my, my perspective on that. It's like, Oh my gosh, if I met somebody who came to church for the first time and wanted to like accept the Lord in their heart as their Lord and savior, I'm going to love that. And it's the same thing with celebrities. That's like, if that's what they want to do, oh, I'm all for it. And I'm going to be praying that God does amazing things through them. What, and we were talking about this, what drives me nuts is that the famous person now becomes the draw to Christianity. And it's, it's, we lose the Jesus being the draw 
that's coming to church. And I think oh, what that, I think what that is is that Christians uh, probably view themselves as a full category of like people. Uh, like that we don't have a voice, like or like we don't have that person that's strong enough or that's hosting the presence, quote unquote, like of Jesus, like like you know us personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think when someone like Kanye or just someone like Bieber or someone like whoever that is like the you know the Mainstream. known one yeah. or the the celebrity or like the one that's the most famous, if they're the ones that are are our are, are mouthpiece for this, then why not champion them? And I think that's where, I think that's their view on this. And so. yeah, cause at this point it would be, I think pretty obvious that Christian culture isn't the dominating culture, especially within media yeah. and the popular mainstream expression of our society. Although there may be a really strong population representation, most media expressions aren't really Christian moral based or even Christian based as a subject. So when, uh, when, when you see somebody who is of the mainstream cultural dominant expression give their life to Jesus, I think it almost feels like to that entity, that Christian culture, it feels like the pendulum swinging. It's swinging to our influential favor. It's swinging to the, the, the power dynamic is shifting. Uh, and I think that's the sentiment that can be rallied to. It's like, wow, imagine how many people can come to Jesus if dot, dot, dot got saved. Right. I mean, I've heard that, I don't know how many times growing up. Yeah. I mean, I heard it with, um, uh, what's his name? The, the dark, uh, metal singer, uh, uh, not Charles Manson, but Marilyn Manson. Uh, I heard that so many times. It's, oh, imagine if Marilyn Manson got saved. I, and you could just pick it depending on who is the most popular secular artist and like really secular artist. I heard it growing up and I heard it still like, what if they got sick? And you're what talking about probably saved? arguably one of the most, if not the most famous person of our generation right now. Kanye. Kanye West. You don't think Donald Trump is? <laughs> Wait a second. What are you saying? Hey, what's going on here? What are you saying that I'm not, I'm listening. It's per, I'm perfect. Okay. <laughs> don't get it. As you can say, twisted. Billions okay, I'm of not, fans. I am not twisted. Okay. <laughs> Wow, look popular, at that. Surprise, <laughs> surprise appearance by Donald. But I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, if this person gets saved, think about how many other people would get saved because of that. Yeah. Well, are they getting saved because Kanye got saved? Or are they getting saved because Jesus is like doing something in them? Or is Kanye acting as the vessel that's getting them to... like? This is where I have such a, like, I, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around, like, I'm going to get saved because I see Kanye getting saved. I think that might be real for some yeah, people. Yeah, for a lot of people. And I, I, and I, I don't see so. anything wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, as long as their heart and their posture is actually being transformed and renewed and, re, like, they're reborn, like, legit. Like, I don't see a problem with it. That's what's interesting is that when somebody powerful gets saved, they don't just their power's not gone. Their influence isn't just gone. Um, all of those things are still intact. And yet now they really love Jesus. And, you know, Kanye said, he's like, I, I work for Jesus. Yeah. And I'll say this, like, and this is a really true story for me too. Like, I don't even know if Sam would even remember this, but I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember a long time ago, uh, at this point, five years ago, 
a dude named Samuel Goulet picked me up from practice and he Taco Bell. We went to Taco Bell. Yeah, I and he said fencing practice, right? Yeah, yeah fencing yeah, yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> polo, water polo. <laughs> yeah. Um and he says to me, uh, you should come to church. And I tell him back, no, nah, like I'm good. <laughs> and he says, okay. Wow, you still tell us that well, when we ask you stuff. <laughs> I nah, say, nah, I'm good. <laughs> he says, he says this, he says, okay, well, if you don't want to give Jesus a chance, give me a chance to be your friend and, you know, love you. And like, I think that if they're getting that same value uh, from Kanye, like through media or whatever that it looks like. Like, honestly, if Sam would have never did that, I don't know where I would be at today. You right. know what I mean? I, I see what Probably you're still fencing. <laughs> <laughs> and I see what you're saying, but now you're talking about a one-on-one -on -one connection. No, for sure. But I'm saying like in anything, in music alone, just music alone, you have that one-on-one -on -one connection through their music. And like, whether we know them or not, you're still getting influenced by them in some way, in some form. That's why we love the certain music that we love. It's because we're, we have an, uh, an attachment to that genre or that artist. And I think that if that can translate and if that can like transform your heart in any way, like shape or form, like then you're getting fed you know what I mean? And I think like if it, if Kanye is the vessel to to you getting fed and transformed and reborn by Jesus, then like that's what it is. That's really interesting. There's something really, there's something amazing about what happens in the body of Christ, in the population of Christians, when somebody influential and powerful gets saved, or there's a rumor of them getting saved. Right. And I think to some... It is a sense of validation. It's a sense of, I feel powerful now or more powerful or empowered now because a powerful person believes what I believe. And I think that might be the rub for you, that that's not how it should be for you, is that people should feel empowered no matter how powerful a person uh, may be that believes in Jesus or not, but that their power comes simply in their connection with Jesus. Exactly. Authentic relationship. Exactly. Is that, so, but the, and I, I, I agree with you. I, I would love that. For that to be a reality. I'd love that yeah. reality. I really would love that reality. Let me tell and, you something. I, I, I wear, <laughs> I wear rose colored glasses in my life. Okay, guy. You feel like you're an idealist? I, I am an idealist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Is that in your personality testings? Oh your God. Enneagram or let me tell you something. Personalities. Let me, let me tell you something about personality tests. This is a little bit of a rabbit trail here. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> because this is what's going to happen. You're going to take a personality test and you're going to get the results. Then you're going to read the results and go, yeah, that's exactly what I thought I was and what I've been all along. <laughs> then someone's going to come up to you and go, oh, but have you taken taken this test yet and you're like no what is this test and they're like well it's a color you find out what color you are and then you go take that test and the person that prompted you to go take the test go so what color were you and you go oh, i was a blue and they go i knew it i knew he was a blue i knew it didn't i tell you he was a blue he's a blue and then you have all these different multiple personalities. Yeah. You become you become a character, you become a number, and you become a color. And at this point, you actually don't know who you are anymore because these tests are telling you who you are. Yeah. So I'm an enthusiast, protagonist, or ENFJ enthusiast. Yeah, and then that, blue, an ENFJ. Uh, That's, you know S, what? E uh, I, IV or S. Do you know what? NEFJ is that's when I take my fingers on my keyboard and I type really fast. That's the letters that show up. ENFJ. <laughs> These multiple personality things. Shout out just, to Tana and uh, Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're just do one. Just do one. 
Just do one. Yeah. There's no need. <laughs> He's done. We, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Enneagram.com. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number? <laughs> well, and, and, and my take on this would be there's, there's significance in these studies to point to things, not as concrete, but as something informative to, you know, what's inside of you yeah. where, and how you can grow things like that. Anyways, when I took, when I took the one that was like, you're a pro, you're a, a protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, you're a hero and you believe in the good and you believe in all this stuff. I was like, yeah, I, I know this about me. <laughs> I, I already know this. I always root for the good guy. I always want justice to be had to those who have been wronged. Like yeah. I know this. Yeah. And I'm willing to fight for those who are like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, but know thyself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when I, when I think we look at these things, and, and in the midst of Kanye uh, being publicly saved, I've heard there's articles about Brad Pitt being saved. And I pe- don't think that's real. People have told me Brad Pitt got saved because they know I really like Brad Pitt. <laughs> there's actually a funny story. My wife and I were playing 21 Questions on a road trip, just the two of us. And I was like, okay, babe, I got some. I got, I got, I got, I got one. You go ahead. She doesn't ask me the category. She doesn't ask me a uh, guy, girl. She didn't ask me actor, actress. She goes, and we weren't talking about him or anything. She goes, is it Brad Pitt? And it was Brad Pitt, Don. That was the first question. First question. In 21 questions. <laughs> That's got to be a record. Yeah, I didn't talk to her for the rest of the trip. Yeah, you're like, yeah, well, that was fun. That was fun. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Just that hum yeah. from the car. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I hear this, and, and so whether it's true or not, it, it is. I, I hope it is. That's great. No, yeah, it is all that. It's amazing, right? Uh, anybody that comes to Jesus, like awesome, homeless guy on the street, uh, but whatever, like criminal prison, it doesn't matter to me. I, I just love any soul that is being one for Jesus. That's amazing, of course. And I do know though that there's those that are seeking to save people that they get fueled by the glory of them leading someone to Jesus. Yeah. I know there's people that when they have a big altar call, it fuels their ego, right? I know this exists. I know that there's people that, that get fueled by this. I know that there's selfishness in Christianity. I understand it. I, I'm not mad at them. Uh, I do love what you said about the Paul speaking about, hey, whether you, you, you speak the gospel for your sake and for your own benefit or for the benefit of Jesus, awesome. Gospel's being preached. And, um, and I think it's a really healthy perspective on, you know, really how the, the Christian population feels. Like some may be cynical. Some may be like overly excited to where it almost feels like it's their sense of security. And neither one of those extremes seem to me like the best and the healthiest perspective to take. Yeah. So what should we do, doctor? Doctor, doctor. Well, I, I think, you know, when you look at the like a church community, if I have somebody who is influential get saved, what's the best approach? Have them get involved in a home group. So, you, so you're saying get discipled? Well, yeah. Isn't that what we say about everyone who comes and gets saved yeah. in our church? I think, like, I think the dynamic of whoever it is or, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever influence they have or I think it should just be the same. Like, you know what I mean? I think it, it should just I'm simply be, like, you cover them, you... You know what I mean? Help them and help just, them wherever they're at. And because of, you know, perhaps their popularity, like, you know, God forbid Kanye comes to our church and he goes, you know, hey, like, I just want to walk more. And we're like, yeah, we have home groups. Well, I can't really go to home groups because I'm, I'm Kanye. And we're like, totally. 
So why don't we just start a home group so when we're discipling you and like there's other people that are comfortable so that there's discipleship going on? Because I've seen you do the same thing with people. Hey, like I'm not really into church. Well, what if I just disciple? We just disciple yeah. one another. Like for me, that would be a- anyone. I don't care if you're uh, Barack Obama or if you're Trump or, <laughs> or if you're someone who doesn't know anything about anything. Yeah. Like we should be taking the steps, the the steps. We should be treating everybody the same, Mm -hmm. everybody the same. But what if there's an element of like a timing that they're at their peak of secular impact? So what if somebody said, you know, no, actually right now is the best time for us to lend their voice to the influence for Jesus. What if, what if that was somebody's concept? Like, Kanye will be the most socially and culturally relevant probably than he'll be for the rest of his life if he stays a Christian. So what if they're like, now is the time to strike while it's hot, Kanye? But strike what? Uh, use the platform you have. You're still going on Kimmel. People haven't started to just turn you down because you're just the loud trumpeting Christian. Yeah. I, I, I would hope that there isn't someone speaking to his ear doing that. Would yeah. they be wrong? I, I I don't know. I think that's I, I something that that individual has to decide for themselves. And if God, if they're if they hear from God, if they're you know if they believe in that way, like that they that they would listen to to Jesus. But, and you know what I mean. But doesn't that sound like a total like PR thing? Hey, Kanye, you're hot. You're hot right now. We need you to get out and say what we need you to say and say it now because you're going to lose your relevance here pretty soon. Well, we I will need the momentum. Say, I will say like, this. It sounds like a PR thing. But to they me. wouldn't say that directly. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Directly. Yeah. Right. They have secret but their motives. motives. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, I think. I mean, I've listened to a couple of Kanye Kanye interview interviews, the ones that he's done, and he said uh, that Jesus is showing out. He's showing off through through Kanye. And like I've heard him say that uh, several times now. Uh, this is like he's done about three interviews, and he said the same thing. Or he's done like four. He's done. He said that in three interviews that I've watched. And uh, like for for that for him to say that, like I mean, if that's totally true, and I mean I I don't know if it's true or not. If that's totally true, then I mean, and and he realizes that, and God's showing him that. Then who are we to say? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really interesting because there's so much about Christianity that is almost the self-denial aspects. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. Right. Like this denial of self aspect can sometimes really make the creative, awe-inspiring spectacle expressions kind of complicated because those expressions uh, lend back to the person a lot of times. Right. And it's really hard to separate the two out. Like glory to the Lord, but also like I'm kind of sh- I'm kind of hot right now with this, and people are gonna see it, and I'm gonna feel people loving what I'm doing, and it's gonna be really hard to separate those two things out. So there's this there's this Christian culture concept where it's like deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow Jesus, but then there's this element of creativity which the person really does get magnified when yeah. they create something amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And Kanye said it before. He said all these great artists like Rembrandt and Michelangelo and and Beethoven, they all created because 
They felt like they McGee, were creating McGee for McGee and me too. Don't forget. Yeah, and then the guy who made McGee and me, um, <laughs> which my cousin is in, by the way. <laughs> I do. I knew this. He was one of the bullies. Shout this out to this was a Christian uh, kids show. Yeah, when we were kids. Yeah, and uh, my cousin John Paul. <laughs> oh, my cousin John Paul oh, was one of the bullies. So there's that. Um, but <laughs> he says that you know I'm 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 creating like those guys created for the church. I mm -hmm. want to be able to do the same thing. And yeah, I, and I, I really do like that. I'm like heck. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he says that's awesome. He says that he wants to be a Christian innovator, and that's great. So let me ask you guys something. So we get, on one hand, we get Kanye, who we is like, he's the pioneer of yeah. hip hop and music, and he's created all these wonderful things. He's a trendsetter in a lot of ways. But then you got the flip side of that, and you got a guy, and we we'll probably edit this out. Um, we got a guy like Donald Trump in office, and a lot of Christians fling to him as well. Uh -huh. And he is someone that his all Christians love him. Oh yeah, he represents, you know, the, the evangelicals. Like he he does everything we need for him to do. And he's you know at times we hear he's a Cyrus, he's a this, he's a that. And I'm like, and for me, I'm like, like a siren. Perfect. But to me. He would not be the first person that I would represent have if I were to like, yeah, you know what Christianity looks like? I want to put on Donald Trump. That's interesting. So And like, I wouldn't do it with Kanye either. So right she, out of the gate. Then then what we're saying is that there put, has to I'd be put, a degree. I'd put of, you, Samuel. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> has to be a degree of character developed before you have the prominence of platform. What about ne uh, what's his dude's name? Nebuchadnezzar. 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 Nailed it. Yeah. What Nezuchadnezzar? about him? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I think like one of my friends had a dream that God told him that Kanye was going to be the next whatever the dude's name is. Nebuchadnezzar. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and like reflecting on that story of like you know. I'm not. I don't know totally the story. I just mm -hmm. know the the basics of like he was a king, right? And uh -huh. then he got stripped away of uh -huh. certain things, and then <laughs> God used him uh -huh. in that whole whole thing. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I think Kanye is in that same boat, like of the he's like he was Jesus. He want like you know what I mean. Like he thought he was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean. And that whole thing, and then literally everything got stripped away from him, like went in debt like went to a a, a cycle a, a, i don't know what they're a called psych a psych ward a psych exactly okay. and like got literally got stripped away from marriage like even there was talks about him and kim even getting divorced like that whole thing yeah and then now like god is using him yeah and i mean now god is shaping up and like really it looks like growing him. Yeah. And he's going through a transformation. Looks like. I think even the phrase like God is like using you, God's using me. I think there's an idea of it that's really amazing. Like God can use us. Like there's a value and a significance to our effort for him or with him. But I mean, I think that there's like a really healthy perspective we've got to have on what, what, are, how does God utilize us as an influence? Because I think that if we're not careful as a body of Christ, as Christian uh, population, we can take famous people, use their influence, power 
for the gain of Christian popularity or Christian population. And then that's really the main pivot with them. And that's the main connection to them is that you are valuable to us as an influence. And I think that there's something really dangerous in this perspective to me because I think when when we first see and identify the significance over like God's connection with us, it is it is 100% relational first, 100% based on love between God and us first, and then there's a byproduct that comes from this love connection, and that byproduct is that um, we'd see amazing things take place or. Uh, perfect obedience, and there's a there's a real fruitfulness to it. All of these things that we love and believe in, but there's a significance over simply understanding how loved you are in all of this. So when I heard Kanye talking about like I work for Jesus now, there was an element of it. I thought, oh, that's really cool. And then there's an element of, like I hope somebody's telling him like you're valuable to God for no other reason but because just yes. you are Kanye. Yes, and he loves you. Yes, you know what I mean. Like absolutely, I heard someone's telling him like. Bro, you don't have to do anything or no. use anything to do anything to gain God's love. Right. You know what? I hope someone's having that identity conversation with them. That first, yeah. you're a son, and yeah, you'll do amazing things. You'll show. You, you'll you'll do creative, great, brilliant things for the Lord and stuff like that. Man, you got to know, like first and foremost, the start foundation of all this that can't be moved, changed, or adjusted by any of your efforts is that God really just loves you. And I think, like, uh, from the interviews that I've watched, he's he said this. He said that uh, that basically he went through all these. He's directed and like was the like the the conference director of like like Pornhub. Like that. Like he was the guy yeah. that directed their entire like award show and like ceremony and everything. And then he also has done so many other things, like certain music that he's put out, claiming that he was you know the Messiah and then also claiming and then also doing uh just certain things like he's even called out like his fat like parts of his fashion. Yeah. Uh and uh well, don't forget the worst thing he's done, which was putting Taylor Swift on blast. Yeah, and you know? no for real, he's also referenced that as well. And he said uh he said being transformed like cuz they uh who asked him? I think it was uh James Corden. Sure. Yeah, whatever his yeah. name is. Carpool uh, karaoke guy. Yeah, yeah. They asked him, like, do you regret, like, any of those things? He says, no, I don't have any regret because I'm not a slave to those ideas and those things that I've done, but I'm set free and I'm a child of, of God. Like, yeah. you know, he said, and he's saying, he's saying those things. Uh, and so, like, from those, that perspective, like, I, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, I'm not in those, those private times with him and, yeah. and God or just him and maybe his mentor or his pastor or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like from, from the, the fruit of what he's speaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, and, I, and, and these things maybe he may really feel and understand these things, and and I, I really hope so, right. because I know the feeling of 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 being in this like cycle where like your significance in Jesus is simply in your ability to do something, right? In your giftedness, right? And and for me, the the true love value on your life isn't found in your giftedness, but it's found in your inability and incapacity, and and I and I think that would be the beautiful thing is if. If we as a Christian population could, yeah, totally be excited and even be excited over the glory that it brings to Jesus. I think both of those things are healthy. But really being intentional to say now, 
whether it's within a community of a, a popular person or an influential magnetic person getting saved or a famous person, that we all take this really healthy perspective that, hey, man, know this and really hear it in discipleship that God loves you. And that's the start, the end, and the beginning, and the middle of all of this. Everything. And you're going to do cool stuff, and you're going to see cool stuff, and you're going to whatever. You're going to lead and have influence. Yeah. But the significance of your relationship in Jesus is not found in those giftedness, but it's found in those places of weak connection and real need for God. Yeah. I agree. Andrew, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us, bro. Yeah, buddy. Of course. This was a lot of fun. Got to have our boy Andrew on back again. We should just have a segment called... Andrew's here. <laughs> and just get his perspective on things. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and ye, if you're listening, bro, uh, which you probably aren't, which is fine. We love you. We really no, do no, love man. you. He, he, he's listening. He texted me just now. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Kanye, we love you, buddy. If you ever want to come to Vegas and just hang out with us, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, man. We would love to have you here come with us. On. Sam. Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. Um, if you haven't already, make sure that you rate and review. It really helps us out here on the podcast. Subscribe. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you can find podcasts mm -hmm. on your local devices. For the Mountain Church Podcast, my name is Donovan. I'm Samuel. And we'll talk to you guys later. Y'all.